Hell yeah, that's a great first note of that. <laughs> yeah, we, boy. we don't need Anthony anymore. Yeah, this is a special half-baked, uh, as Anthony put, incel-free podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't need his toxicity. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason he, uh, he didn't watch... Our topic today is because he knew it would force him to confront his toxic masculinity. Exactly. In many ways, Anthony <laughs> reflects a lot of these male characters. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for him to edit this. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be great. I feel bad if the audio quality is bad. It's totally on Anthony. Yeah, he <laughs> should be here. <laughs> but he abandoned us. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Because you know yeah. what? We're, we're, we're the pilots of this airplane right now. Yeah. And this airplane. It's going down in flames. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 yo. It's me, Cody Cannon. It's a me, Cody Cannon. It's a me, Escozy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I've started every single time I burp. That's how I respond. I say, Escozy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's necessary. We all need it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to get high? Of course I'm going to get high. I'm probably even going to have to shit halfway through because I'm drinking <laughs> coffee and I'm about to smoke a joint. So. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to, we're, trying to, we're trying to awaken that demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you, buddy. Yeah. Good to see you. Anything new to report? Anything exciting? A lot of parties this weekend. I got a, my company Christmas party tonight. My, my buddy's Christmas party tomorrow night. And then another Christmas party on Sunday night. Fuck yeah. It's going to be a party weekend. I might even die. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope it happens. Uh, Speaking of death. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to a special half-baked episode of Comics and Chronic. Anthony Iannaccio is not with us today, but you already know who it is, Jacob H. And joining me is Cody Cannon. And today we are talking White Lotus. Season two, baby. Season dos. Oh, Kevin, what have you done, you piece of shit? Of course, Kevin would have ruined it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I'm back. Hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, get out. You're not welcome here. Yeah, get rid of that cat. Get rid of him. Meow. Meow. <laughs> 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 
I <laughs> 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 you made the noise. <laughs> oh, so let's 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 get to talking, buddy. Yeah, dude. So for those of you that don't know, uh, White Lotus season two, created, written, and directed by Mike White. For those of you who don't know, who Mike White is. I didn't know season one until I googled him. He is actually the teacher who Jack Black steals his position in school. Is it like Schneebly or whatever? Yeah, Mr. Schneebly. Schneebly. Yeah. And he was also on Survivor. Wait, Mike White was? Yeah. On like a celebrity edition or just a regular? No, just regular Survivor. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so random. (laughs) Yeah, and he actually like uses people from Survivor in the show. Like the two girls that were talking to Daphne in the beginning, they were from his season of Survivor. That's so funny. Somebody said something. I didn't quite understand what they were talking about. They were like, oh, those two girls are from Survivor. I was like, I don't even know. What? (laughs) That's that's so random. That's cool, actually. Yeah. Dude, uh, he had an interesting life. I I, like read up about Mike White. Fill me in, bucko, because I don't know shit. I mean, he's gay. He came out like pretty early on to his family. And I don't think originally they were like receptive to it. And I think like he didn't even originally get into like, I think like white Lotus might've been one of the first, not one of the first things, but yeah, well maybe like things he's ever written, Nice, which is a pretty like banger way to start your career. Yeah. Imagine starting with white Lotus. Yeah. Dude, the first season was, uh, did you like the first or second season better? Ooh, well, that's what I was going to, I was going to save that for the last because I truly don't know because when I first saw the first season, I loved it and I was like, dude, the show is so good. It doesn't really need a second season. Yeah, for sure. Like when they announced it, I wasn't honestly hyped for a second season because I was like, oh, like why ruin a good thing? But uh, this season, you know, proved me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. And I'm uh, I'm a fan. Um it was crazy. Such a good satire on like the wealthy and elite, you know? It's just uh, it's like both seasons do a great job uh focusing on how rich people are terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then again, also poor people too. We see Mia and Lucia, you know, being straight whores conning everyone out of their money. Uh, I mean, you call them whores. I call them queens, goddesses. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who can tell the difference at this point, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I I love Lucia. It's no, uh, it's no secret. Yeah. Jake's a fan. She would, she would con me out of everything I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. The, Dude, what a great ensemble. For I'll give a brief synopsis. Pretty much the White Lotus is a chain of resorts um, around the world. This one takes place in Italy, specifically Sicily, and uh, features a bunch of, you know, pretty well-off people um, having a vacation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah. But ju- in both seasons, the show starts out by letting you know somebody's dying. Yeah, that's true. Each episode opens with there's at least a dead body in the first one. And then in this one, there's a few dead bodies that are being discovered. And then the show takes place one week prior. Yeah. And it's it just does a good job because maybe not as much in the second one. But in the first one, you're like, why? Like, by the time the last episode hits, like things are spiraling and going crazy. But you're like, where is death coming into this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it doesn't seem that extreme. 
This one a little less so. Um, you definitely kind of. I mean, I guess maybe because we knew the seat. Well, we knew after we had a taste of it in the first season, but also like the foreshadowing was a lot harder. A lot harder, and like yeah, pretty much you knew from jump someone was going to get killed or murdered or died, but you didn't know who and or how. Yeah, until like like around the the fourth episode, you did like get the sense that the the elite gay men that Tanya meets, played by Jennifer Coolidge, who's awesome, Queen. Yeah, dude, she she's such a great. Yeah, man, she's she, just great. Yeah, she's so she's iconic. She's so funny, uh, dude. That scene where she's trying to be subtle after figuring putting together the gay's plan, and she uh, is like going around the corner, and then you see her sprinting, dude. So fucking funny. She tries to slow down to look cool in front of them, but they totally see her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, dude. Just like her line delivery is great. I love when like Portia is like, you know, reminiscing about her date with Jack and she's like, oh yeah, you know, we almost got arrested last night. And she's like, what? You guys got arrested? She was like, yeah, we, we didn't pay for our Arancini. And she's like, Arancini cost a dollar. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Dude. Her delivery. Dude. Is that the queen of Sicily? (laughs) (laughs) And the way she's like coyly waving and like (laughs) just being like, I get we're on the same page, sister. And that woman's like, What the fuck is she going on about? Is that the queen of Sicily? (laughs) Dude, this show is really good at making you feel like a multitude of emotions in one hour. Oh, yeah. Every episode, you every episode makes you kind of love and hate every single character. Yeah, well, it's cool. Like the first few episodes, you're kind of like, I feel like you say to yourself, like, oh, I like this character. They're obviously good people. And then as the story progresses, you're like, oh, actually, like the people who seemingly come off awful aren't as awful. And the seeming people who come off good aren't really like as good. Yeah. Because you definitely start to like, you like Aubrey Plaza's character from the beginning, but then she kind of turns into like a little bit of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, she's awful. But she's so hot, it's okay. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Dude, she's a goddess in this show. A lot of goddesses in this show. Yeah, dude. Everyone's hot. The dads. Michael Imperioli. Yeah, dude. Our boy's back. Is this the first, like, big project he's been attached to since... He's always been in, like, little things. He's in that show on Hulu called uh, The Last Fool or Fool. I don't know anything about that. Racist. It's an all Latino cast, except for Michael Imperioli. Nice. Comedy. Nice. (laughs) Racist, he says. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't watch a lot of TV, man. Uh, I know. Um, Um, Okay, so who were your favorite characters? Who were your least favorites? hmm. I mean, okay, favorite characters? uh, The grandpa, for sure. Yeah, he's insane. up there. I just loved him. He's such a piece of shit, but he like he like didn't care, and he had such a great disposition in life. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. He, I just, he like even the episode when you when he cried. Yeah, like you feel bad for him, knowing full well like his whole life he's probably been like a misogynist and a cheater. But the episode where he cries and he's just like, you just yeah, yeah you feel really bad for him. Yeah, it's crazy. Favorite characters? I mean, obviously Tanya. I really liked the gays. Quentin, played by Tom Hollander. 
Yeah, they killed it. Mateo, man, that's Mateo my dude. literally had no lines, but just <laughs> until the craziest the end, hair. Yeah. yeah, until the end. Yeah, dude, it was the hair and the mustache. If it was based on that alone, he's my favorite character. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you could do, like for Halloween, you could go as Mateo. Oh, I should. That would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite character is Lucia. Yeah, she's so good. So good at being a player. Like you feel there's times when you feel like she's being sincere and she's not. She's um, not. It's great. She's not at all. Yeah. And there's even moments where like it's just between her and Mia. Like she has that little like. She's like, I think we're going to be punished, you know, like by God. Yeah. She's like clearly going through like some existential. And then she literally just like, eh, never mind, like shrugs it off. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps, it keeps on hustling. Yeah, it keeps on hustling, man. And at the end, she gets paid from both uh, Cam and uh, Albie. Albie, yeah. It's pretty cool if you think about it. Like you have Albie, Dominic, Cam, and Michael Imperioli's character who pretty much are men who have either like used or Dominic is Michael Imperial. Dominic. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Albie, the grandpa and Dominic. Yeah. So pretty much men who have like, you know, used women, whether it's for sexual means or whatever their whole lives. And then, yeah, you have like Lucia and Mia who are honestly just doing the same thing that men are doing. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and getting paid for it. Well, what I mean is like, like, I feel like people's first inclinations are to be like, oh, what a bunch of whores. But then it's like, yeah, but like Dominic and them, they're all shitty people. Cam is literally a, a stock They broker. use women. Yeah, they they yeah. use people. Whether Cam it's has uh, like uh, allegations against him. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that part. A fraud, right? Well, in the beginning, remember when uh, she's talking about what kind of law she does and Cam's just like, oh, you know, it's just that everybody gets some kind of. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. You know, that. everybody can say anything about anybody. Somebody, you know, it's just hearsay, blah, blah, blah. There's no merit behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I do remember that. Yeah. And that, that's another thing about the writing is like, not only is it good, but like he leaves like such like subtle clues as to their characters. And then they never really go farther into that. But you you kind of get the sense of who they are just by like a one line or something. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, the writing, some of the best, one of the best written comedy shows in a long time. Would you describe this as a comedy? I mean, it's definitely a comedy. It, it for sure is, but like, it's a no, dramedy it, for it's sure. It's a dramedy. But, and there's moments where like the drama like really hits. Yeah. And like th- almost like thriller. There's like thriller vibes. You're just like, dude, like, cause this show is really good at making you uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, and you're just like, what? Like, also, this show uh, does a crate has a crazy way of stirring up fans in a way that you don't see a lot of shows. Just because everybody, like, the way that people were hyper analyzing this show between episodes, like in reality, like the we, you, you and I included, we were spitballing, you know, our guesses to who it was going to be and what was going to happen. And at the end of the day, it was way more simple than everyone thought. Yeah. Which I think was probably Mike White's intention. Oh, you know for what sure. I mean? For sure. Which shows like how good of a writer he is that he like yeah. kind of like directed our minds to go to these theories. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I agree. Like, 
I feel like not too many people talk about like what they would call like water cooler shows anymore. Yeah. But this, like ever since episode one, whether it was you and I or just me on the internet, like people were going hard at like theories and whatnot. And that's something that like, A, I'm sure Mike White does, but also HBO. Cause like when Sopranos was airing, people were talking about Sopranos around the water cooler. Dude, yeah. HBO oh, for sure. Putting a- out like fire. Water. Yeah, I mean, it was like that with Game of Thrones, exactly. House of the Dragon, HBO just puts out yeah, Euphoria, even, Euphoria. you know what I mean? Six Feet Under. Yeah, dude, I didn't know this. Did you know that HBO only started making TV shows in order to retain people? Oh, that's cool. Like subscriptions. Like they were like, they found that... You know, if people subscribed for a boxing event or a stand-up or to see a movie, they would just subscribe for that weekend and then cancel their subscription. But if they started doing shows and that's what, then people would wait from week to week and then just keep it going because every time a show ends, they're, they're putting out their next banger, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I remember like HBO in order back in the day, like in the nineties, to have HBO, you had to have that black box on the TV. Yeah. And like people who had that were like, Well, you got the black box. You remember uh, do you remember taxicab confessions? Of course, dude. <laughs> HBO <laughs> played a large role in my like sexual porn, yeah, yeah. Sexual porn discovery. Awakening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, even if it wasn't taxicab confessions, it was always like those weird late night softcore porns that were. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was a fan. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> you want to hear something fucking hilarious? Uh, fucked up my perception of like what sex was supposed to be like. Cause I thought uh, after watching softcore porn, I thought you could make a woman orgasm by playing with her nips <laughs> as a kid. You know, it's happened before I have done very easily. Like, so I don't know that that can happen. You just gotta get, it's gotta be delicate. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so characters that you loved. Are there any that you like just like outright didn't like through and through? Oh, yeah. throughout I mean, the show? Jack, I knew from yeah. the was scum. Yeah. You could tell he was trash. scum. Yeah. And so many women would like him. And I'd be like, dude, he was scum. Yeah. yeah, but he is hot. Yeah, he's a good looking man. No doubt. Yeah. There's a picture from like behind the scenes. It's at like a, I posted a video last night on my Instagram of the cast dancing and everything. Did you see that? No. Oh man, it's cool. It looks like it was a, probably a blast to film with them, honestly. But they're all dancing, drinking, whatnot, and uh, it's like all picture where like Jack is there and then Daphne. They're looking at each other, and they, it looks like almost like just by looking at their body chemistry, I feel like Daphne probably fucked Jack in real life. I mean, oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, they did. She. Yeah. Was apparently, because uh, where I followed uh, TikTok, yeah, she left her boyfriend for him or cheated on him or something with Wait, Jack. Really? That actress. Yeah. on the boyfriend with Jack? No shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's Whoa. cool that you picked up on it just from that little clip. There, it's a clip and there's also like a photo of the two of them and the way they're looking at each other. It looks like they fucked or they want to fuck. Oh, they did. They'd that's, be fucking. That's sick. That's cool. That's crazy. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Wow. I thought, dude, Daphne, 
Uh, one of my like, favorite characters. I agree. One of my favorite characters. I feel like a lot of people are probably inclined to say no. What? She's she's shady. I actually disagree. I think Daphne is one of the most honest, real, people, real yeah. and honest people, at least about herself. Authentic. Yeah. Like she every like line where she's talking to Aubrey Plaza or even Ethan and she like knows Cam cheats and she says, you got to do what you have to do to be happy. Or she even says a line. She was like, you don't need to know every single thing about a person to love them. And I was like, damn, that's like Loki. Like, I don't know. I thought Daphne was a character who was really honest about who she was and her situation. And she wasn't, she even says like, I, she's like, she says, I don't let myself be a victim. And it's like, damn, like you think because she's like, turns the other cheek to cheating. Like, Oh, this is a weak woman, but it almost seems like there's a certain kind of like strength in Daphne. Yeah. She doesn't lie to herself. Yeah. And she, might lie, to, she might lie to cam and everyone else, but she doesn't lie to herself. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's just, I don't know. Uh, you go into it. The show when there's, within the first couple, couple episodes you're like oh this bitch is just kind of like dumb uh she's you know like clueless to the world around her she doesn't care and by the end of it you're like no she's like very aware of how the world works and knows how to work the world like she's in a really comfortable situation you know she has a dude taking care of her kids not that are his they're definitely not his kids and they heavily like imply that (laughs) do you think yeah Cam is a, do you think Cam is aware that they're not his kids? That's what I've always uh, wondered. He has to know. In the last episode, there's a scene where he's Cam's brushing his teeth or what? Yes, yeah. Yeah, exactly, dude. He's brushing his teeth and the kid's like, I want to talk to daddy. And Daphne's like, Cam, kids want to talk to you. And he's like, it might just be because that's the thing about the writing is some parts you just don't know. It might be because he just doesn't care. He's on vacation. He doesn't care about being a dad. Or the reason, because there's like a, he just hesitates to take the phone, you know? Like he's not excited to talk to his children. Yeah. And you're like, was that a acting choice or was that written into the script because he's bitter? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has to put a face on almost. Or, yeah. Or is that just who Cam is, even if he is the actual father? Or is that because he's not the actual father, so he doesn't care, but he takes care of them and whatnot? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, ah. There's like there's some deep shit in the writing in this show. Oh, for sure. And it does a good job of like poking holes, like being very relatable, even with all of these monsters. Cause at the end of the day, we've all done some shady shit. You know what I mean? And (laughs) what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't never done a shady thing in my life. (laughs) You talking crazy talk. (laughs) Speak for yourself, buddy. Saint Jake over here. Saint Jake. Dude, I remember. I know you. Hey, whoa. Take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) I know you. (laughs) You know what's cool is there's and actually it's oh it's the first episode and it's when Greg and Tanya are having sex and he's on top and she just like freaks out and throws him off and he's like yeah. what the fuck she's like oh, and you know like Tanya because of her voice and like how she is you think she's like stupid as fuck yeah but she's not i mean there are parts of her that are stupid but yeah. like she's really like perceptive low key and she's like i just i i was looking in your eyes and 
yeah, it just felt like you wanted to kill me. <laughs> like, and she was like, yeah. Loki, right. The whole, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then remember, she get hires that, uh, that witchy woman to like do whatever. And then when the woman's like freaking out, she kicks her out of the room and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah. She tells Portia, she's like, ah, oh, she was just very negative. <laughs> yeah. Like Tanya only wants to like hear and believe what she wants to hear and believe and not accept reality. Yeah. And then dudes. I, f- I feel like in the end, when she discovers the murder plot against her, she does accept that's a, I don't know, man, that's a really great scene. On the yeah. Boat. Oh dude, that scene, that scene is like probably one of the coolest final like 20 minutes of a, of a show that I've, you know what I mean? Yeah. That scene really fucking he did that show. That show, like, it worked out perfectly. It really did. Because like, even though like you did know that the gays want to kill her, there was, admittedly for me at least, still like a, a like a, a smidge of doubt. Like maybe Tanya's just crazy paranoid. And then when she takes the dude's bag and she finds rope and a duct tape and gun, you're like, oh no, like they are gonna murder her and Tanya. Yeah, they're right gonna the kill time. her. Yeah, they're gonna kill yeah. her. And, uh, yeah, because you wanted to like the gays. The gays seemed super they were cool. fun as fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. They got her zooted <laughs> the night before they tried to kill her. You know, dude. That party at their villa—that was. Sick. Yeah, I want to. I want. I would come out of cocaine retirement if I got to do cocaine with Mateo. Our party with the gays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mateo. The yeah. gays and Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. That would be sick. That would be the coolest night of my life. I guess I don't, I never watched the show, um, but I guess the tall white haired gay was on that show, Emily in Paris or some shit on Netflix. Mm. Mm. Everyone I know is like, yeah. oh, that's the dude from Emily in Paris. I was like, I don't even. And then yeah, I you're speaking Abby, a foreign Abby language Govindan. to me. Abby Govindan talked about that show. <laughs> yeah. God, what a dumb bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know you can check out our Abby Govindan episode yeah if you guys are wanting to hear some I don't know mediocre like it's just we don't get to say a word uh, <laughs> yeah I don't I will say yeah, that episode is like not in my pantheon of episodes that I think about yeah, that episode isn't canon um, <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's, a, that's an Elseworlds comic and chronic episode. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go check it out. This is one of the few times you will actually hear us recommend not listening to an yeah, episode. There's so hours. many other episodes you could listen to. Yeah. Like go check out our Nico White episode. Yeah, he was a great guest. Yeah, he was cool. You know, it's not not a funny episode, but if you want some really cool insight into the industry, go listen to the Ramon Rivas episode. Ooh, yeah. Shout out to Ramon Rivas. Yeah. Wait, who were yeah, who were some of your favorite characters? Okay, dude, I loved and, le- and least liked characters. Loved. I mean, obviously Jennifer Coolidge and the gays. I loved them. Yeah. I loved the family of men, even though they were kind of despicable yeah. uh, and gross. But they I were liked, good to watch on screen. They were yeah, fun. they were yeah, exactly. <laughs> they killed it. All yeah. of them with their roles. Uh, I can't believe they got fucking the queen, Laura Dern, to be Michael Imperioli's wife only for a couple phone calls. For phone calls only, Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> what if they bring her into the third season and don't have the guys, cool. but it's just her? I would do Ooh, that. That would be cool. 
Yeah. I also, dude, it's cool to see Michael Imperioli be not Christopher Moltisanti. Yeah, agreed. Like, very different character. Super different. Like, oh man, it just shows like range. Yeah. Christopher, if he wasn't an addict and like actually was successful in the movie industry. Yes, exactly. Oh shit, you're right. Cause Michael Imperioli's character is in the film industry, right? Yeah. In the show. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, he's a director. Isn't he? You think Mike White did that on purpose? Maybe. As like a just like as like an inside, like a like, nod almost. Exactly, like a yeah, like a nod. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because also you know what I do know in HBO, HBO exists in almost every HBO show. They acknowledge HBO. Interesting. That's cool to know. In Sopranos, there's an episode where Uncle Junior is watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and sees Larry David. And Jeff Garland, and he says, "Is that Bobby?" Like Bobby <laughs> that's so funny. There's an episode in Oz where they watch HBO. There's an episode, actually, in Oz. AJ, the actor, they even say, "Ladies and gentlemen, the actor who plays AJ Soprano." So, like in HBO, the HBO universe exists. That's wild. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, I love the three guys. Honestly, the women, man. Like not trying to be gross, but like they were, they had like this is like some of the most beautiful casting you could see. The Italian women were both gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Daphne and Aubrey Plaza were both goddesses. I've never seen Aubrey Plaza look so good, dude. Honestly, everyone, the dudes, this like both scenically and the peep, the casting wise, just like an incredible to look at show. You know, yeah, good looking bunch of people. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's also cool to see. I didn't know the actor, who uh, Theo James, who plays Cam. I didn't know he was English. Yes, sir. Yeah, so is he so is like Ethan. super American. Like, yeah, I know. I saw that, too. I was like, whoa. Dude, they, they do good American accents. Like, Cam seemed like a, like a Wall Street douchebag bro. Yeah, you know and I mean? Ethan seemed <laughs> kind of like has a much deeper, deeper, gruffer voice as an American than he does with his regular accent. Yeah, like it was really cool to see just good acting. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Incredible acting. Dude, such a great show. Who's your least favorite character you never said? Oh, probably Jack and Portia. Yeah, I hated good actor because she did a great job making me hate her, but I hated Portia. Yeah, dude, I hated Portia. That, that girl's wild. I was like Loki rooting for her to get yeah, married. Yeah, if, <laughs> if it would have been Portia instead of Jennifer Coolidge. I would It should have. I would not have shed a single tear. You know. No, never. Did you cry when Tanya died? No, but I did feel big thing. I, I was just like, holy shit! I kind of like at first I was really upset because yeah. you know what I mean. I was like, oh fuck, how is this going to play out? And then she falls and hits her head, and I'm like, what the fuck? But then it cuts into that scene where the opera music is playing, and she's looking so elegant, and you know what I mean. And you realize she was always going to die. Yeah, and then and then like, and did you watch the post the post credits interview with Mike White? Yeah, uh, how he's talking about how in the first season, Tanya even says she says she says this is the experience. Death must be is the final experience. Yeah, it's the only thing yeah, I haven't a- had the chance to experience. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Just like, so well done. I really liked uh, Valentina, the manager of the resort. Same. I liked her story. Arc. Her story arc was great. It was so good. 
like this real like conservative closeted lesbian, you know, type A boss woman who like yeah, you see her start to like try to come out of her shell more with being a lesbian. Yeah. And they're dude, like for the first three, four episodes, you're like, dude, this woman's such a bitch. Yeah, you hate and her. And you 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 hate her. And then you really start to like warm up to her and feel bad. Yeah. And then Mia, that's the cool thing about Mia. Mia like Loki helps her out. Like sets her helps yeah, helps her out. Like sets her free with being comfortable with being an out lesbian. Or Bisexual, least, you know, yeah. And yeah, well. and it's cool because I mean Valentina, where she's never got that affection, she kind of attempts to latch on to Mia, and Mia just like in the coolest way lets her down so easy. She's like, "You need a real woman. Let me let me take you to the lesbian bar. Me and Lucia will we'll all go out sometime." Uh, which like yeah. almost like you know is more freeing instead of like trying to obsess and latch on to a unhealthy. You know, it wouldn't be a a healthy relationship. You know what I mean? It was like this delusion. Like when she wanted, I forget the woman's name, but the, the, cat, dude, the woman who's married to Rocco. Rocco. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like she, she kept getting like emotionally attached mm-hmm. to these women. And then Mia was like, no, it's cool. Mia was like, no, but we'll, we'll find you a woman. And then she said, she also says, but I wouldn't mind spending time with you tonight. And Valentina like smiles. And, yeah. Yeah. So at least Valentina's gonna get laid, you know? Yeah, dude. Keep crushing puss, Valentina. I like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her story. Yeah, one of the best. Dude, it's just it's a great show. Uh the people, the the cast, even the people you hate like Portia, you know, they're kind of endearing. Dude, that scene where she's in the car, where she gets in the car and she's just like, okay, just cut the shit. Are you going to fucking kill me? You know what I mean? That was, yeah. a, she did a great job in that scene. I agree. That whole scene is cool. Yeah. Um, what a great like ensemble show. It must be really hard to have, like, that's a, that's a large cast, you know? Yeah. Who are some, if you could cast your own ideal <laughs> season three, who are some people you would love to see thrown in the mix? Oh, wow. Season three? Like actors, you mean? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, damn, I don't know. Right, let me think. Okay, so for the role of two young women, I want to get these two young comedians that are kind of like doing really well uh that are good friends and they had like an internet show on comedy central just because i feel like hbo each season they give like people whose careers are just like just starting to take off or give them the boost that they didn't have previously you know what i mean yeah. a la in the first season it was like sydney sweeney and stuff you know what i mean in this season aubrey plaza who's she's been around for forever but and she's been like kind of like a cult favorite actress for like people love Definitely her, cult favorite. but she's not like after this show, like people, uh, Aubrey Plaza fever is here. You know what I mean? Oh, it's getting hot. Yeah. The people are ravenous. We are, we are reaching peak temperatures right now. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. I would say I have a few suggestions and, Okay, a HBO does a good job with this with all their shows. They, HBO uses a lot of HBO actors. Yeah, Michael Imperial. You'll see a lot of people from The Wire in other HBO shows. Same as Sopranos. Yeah. Um, so, in the interest of that, I would like to see, especially because I I will say both seasons have a a very few amount of you know people of color, women of color. So I'd like to see Issa Rae. Nice. And uh, 
in this because I think she would do because Insecure is so good. I think she would do dramedy very well. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see the Broad City Girls. Ooh, they would be so good. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. do you know Rachel Sinat? Sino? Uh, I don't know. Uh, she was in. Yes, I she do, was in actually. Shiva Baby or Shiva Baby. I don't know that. I don't know that, but I have her email because when I first came out here, Rachel Sinnott, she moved to New York yes. from LA. Yes. Yes. Dude, holy shit. Yeah. I've literally spoken with her. Nice. Yeah, dude. She's yeah. a comedian and actress. She's great. I, I think I would like to see her in it. I know her because uh, a comedian out here, pretty like a uh, good level, uh, Heather Pasternak. Yeah. Gave me her phone number and email and was like, hey, she's moving to New York. Do you know anyone? That can, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rachel Sinnott. That's crazy. I haven't spoken to her since like 2017. Crazy. Small world. Interesting. Yeah, seriously. What a small world. Yeah. I'd like to have her. I'd like to see her. And she has a friend, um, Ayo Adibri. And they had like a Comedy Central digital show for a little bit. That was like each episode was like five, 10 minutes, something like 15. You know what I mean? Um, I'd like to see them, dude. It would be awesome to see, like, have like a girls' trip, like them, Broad City Girls, Issa Rae, and they're on like a like a retreat, women's retreat, or something like that. Who would you cast for like male characters? Ooh, bring in the boys. They gotta be hunks. We can't. We they gotta be hotties. I just think they have to be. They gotta be hotties. No, they gotta be good actors. Steve Zahn is not a hotty. He was the first. Dude, season. Steve Zahn's a hottie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking. You, <laughs> we're talking about Aubrey Plaza fever. What about the Steve Zahn fever? You know, Steve Zahn fever is is pretty strong. <laughs> No, but I mean, yeah, I like that they use, like, take these often comedians and give them, like, really serious roles. Yeah. I okay, meant, so. Like, I don't know, well more established actors. A lot of British actors? Like, well more established actors. Ooh, maybe Idris, Idris Elba? Bring yeah, him. Idris Elba would be sick. Uh, dude, I'd love to see them bring some of the, some dudes over from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that would be cool. You know? Yeah, we can bring Kit Harrington back. AKA Jon Snow. Yeah. Or even like his brother. That would be cool. Yeah. Rob Stark. Yeah. I agree. Rob Stark's well. I saw him in a show on Netflix. He was actually really good, that actor. Nice. Like well, what are you going to give this season? Joe Peasy wise? Joe Peasy wise. Yeah, we're we're both we we're just sitting here gushing about how good the show is. Uh, easy, easy money six. Easy money six. If Anthony was here, he wouldn't give it a six, and then we'd both beat his ass. I agree with that. I almost do agree that Anthony wouldn't give it a six, but this is what I want to counter with, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here, and I'm actually putting him on the spot. Anthony is, is an aspiring writer. If he likes good writing, like truly. He would have to give this a six. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's on Anthony. If Anthony, you know, doesn't like good writing, I understand that. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, well, that's why, dude, he's not giving it a six. You know, I think he would give it a six because if Ooh. Anthony really knows quality writing, he would have to. Because anything less than a six for this, I almost wonder why he's even on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so in the interest of that, I think it gets a six, six, six and a ghost six from Anthony. Yeah. Go six. Go six. Yeah, six, six, six. Dude, definitely. It's it. one of the better things we've <laughs> reviewed on the, this podcast. Also, Jack had a tattoo on him in Roman numerals that said six, six, six. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
Would you, I would put, I would say this show is better than any superhero show we've watched this year. Maybe bar peacemaker. Yeah. 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 No, this is, I mean, even though they're completely two different things, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just saying like, this is one of the better things we've reviewed on the pod. I'd I'd argue it's like one of my favorite shows. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Quality wise for sure. Yeah. Which also goes to show that HBO, man. Dude, HBO is bar none best network for producing TV. Agreed. It's not even hard. Agreed. uh, That being said, I don't feel like the Max Originals be hitting the same. Yeah, those don't always slap as hard. But uh, except for Peacemaker, Peacemaker's awesome. Yeah. But still. Uh, There's some good ones. They're just not. It's just like a different. HBO is. You know what it is? Okay. It's actually like. You have, like, you have. I'm trying to think. <laughs> fuck, I had an analogy. Well, like, okay, like, like you have companies that make cars, and then they fight. Okay, like Honda makes Acura. Yeah. Fucking, I think Maybach makes Benz. And yeah. Whatnot. So it's like that. It's HBO, and then you have like you know the more Toyota Camry type HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the it's the affordable. Yeah, for sure. But uh, a real sophisticated. <laughs> you know, dude, HBO mooches off my HBO account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I'd be yeah. I try to share that account with as many people as I can. <laughs> what? That's my parents' account. Don't just go sharing that shit. No, not yours. I have my own. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm not on yours anymore. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> I'm just giving your parents information out. <laughs> no, it's cool. Honestly, my roommate has like Netflix and stuff like that, and I get an HBO. And honestly, I think I'm the winner. Like, I would rather have HBO than any other streaming service. I mean, we share with each other, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree. I think. Dude, I've said it before. Netflix shows they're bingeable. HBO, yeah, like oh, definitely compared to HBO, but also like they're just meant to be binged. HBO still makes you wait a whole week to watch. It's such a quality thing, and it's a quality thing, and it builds up that anticipation. It's the reason why from Sunday to Sunday, you and I were like, "Dude, who do you think is going to die? What do you think is going to happen?" You know what I mean? Yeah. If if we watch all thirteen episodes of a show in two days, that's it. Also, like. Then it's, yeah, I just don't, I don't like binging shows, honestly. Me neither. I'm not like, I'll do it, but I'm never like, I can't tell you, like, I don't remember like watching Ozark. Like I remember watching The Wire or Sopranos. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Well, shit, man. I think that concludes the White Lotus. Yeah. Half-baked episode. All right, guys. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.